Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we're in our secondary studio here at Andrew's house. Just finished up a uh, what became a five-stop barbecue run today. Um, how did that come about, Andrew? Um, we were just kind of talking about, you know, where we were going to eat this weekend, what we wanted to do. We hadn't hadn't hit a lot of the newer Houston places. Um, if, if you live in the city or follow any of the barbecue happenings in the city, there's a lot of different places opening um, from food trucks to pop-ups to restaurants. Uh, so there was a few we wanted to hit and a few places we hadn't been in a while. Uh, so we just kind of pieced together, uh, talked with some buddies of ours, um, just to see who wanted to tag along, who, um, and we ended up going to mostly Houston places today, uh, one outside the city, the rest were uh, in the Heights area of town. Uh, we started out at uh, Pinkerton's Barbecue, which uh, if you're familiar with Grant Pinkerton, if you're not, we have an interview with him from a couple of months ago that you should definitely check out, um, but we just had a snack there, Brian. Yeah, he had uh, a new uh, sausage that I, I don't know how new, but um, he's changed up his jalapeno cheese sausage a bit. It was really good. Um, brisket and ribs as normal. Yeah, um, just a quick stop in. Got to uh, chat with Grant for a little bit. Um, it's kind of funny. One of our favorite things to do in line is just kind of listen to the conversations that, uh, that some of the other barbecue people are having in line. And there wasn't a big line at, at Pinkerton's before they opened, but there's a few people waiting outside. And so we're just kind of listening in because you, you can pick up different things like they may be talking about a joint that you haven't been to yet. Um, a lot of times they may be talking about some stuff that may not be accurate, which is kind of amusing. Um, <laughs> but what would the, these guys in front of us were, were doing the passport, a couple of them were. Uh, and one guy was, I believe he's from the Dallas area. Well, yeah, he wasn't with them. He was right. With he the was other separate person, from them, yeah. but he was in the Dallas area, from the Dallas area. And he was in town eating barbecue and... Uh, he was raving about uh, Ferris Wheel Barbecue, which we've been hearing about, but we haven't been out there yet. So that's yeah, Ferris you know, Wheelers. I know, Ferris I know. Wheelers, um, yeah. yeah, Daniel Vaughn's been out there and, and done an article on them. Right, um, unique because they actually have a Ferris wheel. Yeah, but the so, barbecue looks legitimate. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like you know. Oh, here, you know, here's an amusement park that happens to serve barbecue. It looks like right. They, they had a he had barbecue. a punch card and he was on his second one and I think it looked like about ten punches in each card. Yeah, so, so it looks like it's one of his frequent places. Yeah. So uh, it'll, it'll be on our list. Um, who knows when we'll get back to Dallas, but yeah, if you listen to, to us it. and you've been, you know, quote, uh, respond back to us, let us know, yeah. uh, you know, let us know, reply back and say what, what you thought of it. We're interested. Right. So yeah, I mean, I chatted with them for a little bit, chatted with Grant for a little while. And then, uh, we met up with, with a few of our barbecue friends, um, at Victorian's barbecue. Um, he's got a food truck set up in the Heights area of town as well. Um, we met, uh, Missy and Russell Ragels out there. Um, from Regal's Barbecue here in Houston, um, another very good barbecue joint. Um, and we also met up with John Brotherton and his chef Marvin from uh, Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue in Pflugerville. Uh, they met us out there and we uh, we sampled pretty much the whole menu or majority of the menu. At, I think we got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, we might have gotten a little bit of everything. If not, we may miss one thing. But we got uh, brisket, ribs, uh, a Creole sausage, a boudin, Two different types of potato salad. Um, I believe that was it. I think it was it. Yeah, we didn't get the beans. Um, right. There was one thing we didn't get, but you know it. it you know the um, the the Creole sausage. I really did like. It's definitely Creole. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely taste the Creole seasoning in there. Yeah. Um, it was it was a unique sausage. I hadn't I hadn't had anything like that in Houston or, or pretty much anywhere in Texas. Um, and. Uh, what else? Oh, the boudin was was also you know a, a very good version of boudin. We do you know we're we're fans of boudin. I know some people aren't. 
Uh, some people just haven't had a lot of it. It's very much a Louisiana, East Texas thing. So if you've grown up and lived more in Central Texas, you may not have had a whole lot of boudin before. Um, but it's it, we're big fans of boudin. Um, there are some places in town that are doing it. Southern Q is one of our favorites um, that do house-made boudin. Um, who else is doing boudin, Brian? Oh, Bodacious out in Longview does a boudin, I think on Wednesdays? That's, or? that's the, It's one of their specials. Yeah, that's their pastrami burn-in boudin they do sometimes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Those, those guys do some creative stuff, and that's, you know, that's one, of the, one of the creative specials that they have is a pastrami burn-in boudin. I don't know, maybe there's some other B buzzwords that I'm missing in there, but it's <laughs> I, I'm yet to get up there to try it. I wish I had, but uh, it's hard to get to Longview in the middle of the week for me. But uh, yeah, in other places are selling it. I'm just not sure how many actually make it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, it's on menus, um, especially in Houston. You'll see it on some barbecue menus. But uh, but those are the places that we know are doing house made stuff right now. Um, yeah. So we, we chatted up there, hung out there for a while. Saw Scott Sandlin. So, yeah, Scott Sandlin came by. We saw him. Um, just you know, like a general barbecue conversation. It's one of our favorite things to just you know hang out with the different friends in in the industry, barbecue fans like us. Um, just hanging out on a nice afternoon and talking about meat. And and what what's really good is the randomness. And and we'll talk about that at our next stop. Just how many people right. we randomly now crisscross for both before the passport, during the passport, and now after. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. The, the, the people you run into just going to barbecue places is pretty pretty amusing. Um, so yeah, from there we went to our next stop, which is we went and saw Patrick Fegis. Uh, Fegs. No Fegis. Rhymes with Regis. Fiji's? Fiji's? If you can't pronounce it, it's got to be good. And that's, that, that's his new tagline. I love slogan. it. Yeah. yeah that, good job, Patrick, Aaron, whoever came up with that. Um, that was smart. Uh, so, yes, Patrick Fegis, F-E-G-E-S, pronounced Fegis. Can, uh, can we detract a little bit and talk about mispronounced barbecue names? We can. There are plenty of them. I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of non-traditional names in barbecue that are easy to mispronounce. Um, like I said, Misty and Russell Regals. Regals, Ray, like Ray Gull. Ray Gulls, but it's spelled R-O-E-G-E-L-S. Um, so they get Ruggles, they get Rogals, they get pretty much anything but Regals when someone tries to pronounce their name. Kreitz, which is often pronounced Cruz. Cruz, yeah. Kreitz and Lockhart. K-R-E-U-Z, Kreitz. It's no, no, it's Czech, German, just roll with it. Mickleweight. Um, Mickleweight, which is Mickleweight. Yeah, Nickel Thwaite. Yes, it, yes, yeah, it's it's spelled M I C K E Y K L E T H W A I T, but the T H is silent for traditional reasons. I don't know, but it's Micklewaite, not Micklethwaite. Yes. Um, uh, one that we were getting wrong for a while um, is our buddies Evie Mays yes. and Wolford outside of Lubbock, Texas. Um, us, w- whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna mispronounce the city names now instead of the barbecue yes. names. Um, everyone that I'd heard had always pronounced it Evie Mays. Even us. Even us. Um, but it's actually, their, their daughter's name is Evelyn May. And so the barbecue joint is named after her. Um, and it is Evie Mays, not Evie Mays. Again, I don't blame anyone for mispronouncing that one because it's pretty, I I guess your mind automatically goes to Evie. Right. Now Um, now the big one. Oh yes. It's the most famous barbecue joint in the world, but... Well, it, I was thinking of another one. Another one you're talking about. Which one are you about. thinking of? Colleen's? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking about the uh, the Miller family. But oh, uh, well, the, no, that there. Let, the let's most talk about the other the one. World. So the other one, we we both have a big pet peeve, which um, I guess I got more from Andrew than anything else. <laughs> but 
it, it now is a huge pet peeve is um, what what was once the number one and now the number two Texas monthly barbecue joint, which is Aaron Franklin's restaurant. And it is called Franklin Barbecue. It is not called Franklin's. And, you know, you can say it is it is Aaron Franklin's restaurant. Right. It is, it is Franklin, Franklin barbecue. barbecue. Just like it's Kroger, not Kroger's. It's Franklin Barbecue. And and it's just how he it, named it. It's, yeah. it's the you know, he could have called it Franklin's, right. but he didn't. But it, it is so frequently mispronounced, it's kind of amusing. Franklin's and, and even you know, when we, we were back in the pit room there, I don't know, it's probably a year or a half ago or so. And they've got a, a really cool rotisserie pit in there, and 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 who built that rotisserie? Oh, pit? that was, uh, it was Jesse, Jesse James. James. Yeah, yeah it's Jesse... his Austin hot rod shop. That's right. Yeah, Jesse James yeah. built the pit, and and the Austin logo. Austin Speedworks or something. Uh, something like that. But it's his shop in Austin now. He moved to Austin a while back. Yeah. But yeah, the logo on their rotisserie says Franklin's Barbecue on it. So yes, no matter how closely you may be affiliated or associated or familiar with Franklin. You may or may not be saying their name correctly. Yep. That one's so annoying. If you're standing outside Franklin Barbecue for hours and hours waiting for the food, take a look at the sign sometime. There's no apostrophe S. Yes. And then the most confusing one of all. Miller, Mailer, Mueller, Mahler? Muller. Muller. Muller too. So so you know, Wayne is nice enough to never correct anybody. I've never <laughs> seen him correct anybody. Um, John pronounces it Miller. With kind of an E emphasis. I usually just use an I because it's just easier to say. Um, but it's really confusing because if you if you know Austin history, the airport there, um, used to, everybody was, it was called Robert Mueller Airport. And that's how everybody pronounced it. So it's impossible to get people off of saying that anytime you see the name. Right. And now, of course, the, the um, FBI guy is, is Robert Mueller. Mueller. He pronounces it Mueller. And uh, we have a friend, um, World Casing, which is Greg Mueller. Mueller. So, so <laughs> it's the same same spelling all three times. But so the bottom line is, you can really call them anything you want, and they will answer to it. <laughs> but uh, but Mil- Miller is Miller. Uh, you know, yeah, Miller Miller are probably the closest you're going to get to getting it right. Yeah. Um, and before we get any further into the podcast. We were going to announce the giveaway winner right at the beginning of the podcast, but I guess now we've actually made you listen to us ramble for a few minutes. Oh, and I didn't want to give it away. I wanted to keep it for myself. Well, yeah, there's this too. (laughs) And uh, uh, big uh, kudos to our buddy, uh, Terry Osborne, um, at TexasJoker1313, I believe is his Twitter handle. Um, I will try to get that right, because I don't want to get it wrong, because he's a buddy of ours. We like him a lot. Him Uh, and his whole family are just amazing how much barbecue they eat. Yeah, they they really got into barbecue during the whole uh, Texas Monthly Passport thing, and and now they, you know, even though they're done with the passport, they still continue to uh, go out and seek out good barbecue. Um, So let me get it. Oh, yeah, it is. I got it right. It's at TexasJoker1313 on Twitter. Um, Oh, he's a good guy. He is a very good guy. Uh, Good family. And they, um, they went out to Opie's today. Yes. Um, in in advance of this, and, you know, we were kind of hoping they would win, and just so you know, they did not, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But they, but they went out and had it today um, in advance of the drawing because they had heard about it. Um, gave good feedback, said, you know, that definitely was a place that they enjoyed, and I'm sure they'll be back. Um, but we would certainly like to thank Opie's, the entire Opie's family, for giving us this gift. So it is a... A t-shirt and a $50 gift certificate. And the winner, which we did record on video, the winner... The winner is at the fake Brian Hester. Um, That is his Instagram name. Uh, We will be reaching out to him via direct message on Instagram to to get his information and make sure we get those uh, prizes off to him. But congratulations to... (laughs) 
at the fake Brian Hester. I'm assuming your name actually is Brian Hester, but I don't know. It could be, you know, Bob. Yeah, I keep thinking Jones, of the Hester but... from Storage Wars. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so congratulations to him on winning the uh, the Opie's prizes. Please go enjoy the barbecue. Um, we'll we'll send you a direct message offline. Get your yep. address and get you squared away. Absolutely. So. Uh, Moving on. Oh, so we were we were in the middle of our barbecue run. Yes, uh, we, and we were talking about Fijis, and that's yeah, how we that, that's how yeah, that's how we got onto the barbecue names. You see, there's a clear path to everything we do. No, no, no. We went to uh, Patrick Fijis. Fijis Barbecue was doing a pop up at Holler Brewing. Um, uh, Fijis was doing. He had three menu items today. He had uh, goji gochujang pork ribs. Uh, gochujang is a Korean spicy Korean sauce. Um, that he kind of blends into, like, I guess, more of a glazed barbecue sauce that he puts on the ribs. Uh, served that with a cucumber salad. Um, and then he also served a turkey meatball. Turkey, kind of a turkey and stuffing almost. Meatball. Yeah, they had a, a meatball. <clears throat> I, 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 don't, I will forget to name all the ingredients. So, Patrick, it was really damn good. Yes. Um, great with the gravy. Yeah, the, uh, the chicken gizzard gravy that yes. he served it with was very good. Um, unfortunately we got there a little later than anticipated and they were out of the burnt ends when we got there. He was doing brisket burnt ends with uh, pimento cheese grits, mm. which I am sure Brian's wife will eventually listen to this <laughs> podcast. Leslie, um, we were going to bring you home some pimento and cheese grits. And Patrick did ask where you were. Yeah. Yes. He did say he was going to save some, but only for you. And when he saw us pull up without you, he just ate them. Um, no, that didn't happen. But he was out of that dish, unfortunately. But we were still able to get the ribs. We were able to get the meatballs. We did get one bite. Um, oh, yeah, Robert he, Sierra. Yeah, Robert yeah. Sierra was there. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a, a meeting of the barbecue world. Um, uh, Robert uh, Sierra was there. Lerma was there. Uh, Robert Lerma. Robert Lerma was there. Photographer extraordinaire. Yes, one of the best barbecue photographers out there. Um, he was uh, he was there taking pictures, hanging out. Um, he's going to be judging in the Houston versus Austin barbecue throwdown that will uh, happen before you hear this podcast. Um but he was one of the judges there. So he was out there. Uh, our buddy Hirotoshi was out there, who we just keep running into at different barbecue yes. places. Um, he was Packy there. Packy Saunders. Packy was out there. Yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, Blood Brothers was out there. I mean, everyone you can think of was out there. Uh, and obviously, uh, Misty and Russell Regals and then John Brotherton and, and, and Marvin were out there. They, they came on the rest of the barbecue run with us. Um, so and was at Holler Brewing. I yeah, don't know if you said that. Yeah, yeah. Holler, yeah. We were out there at Holler Brewing. Um, it was it was a nice day. It was getting a little warm out there because Houston refuses to have anything but a spring <laughs> yeah. and a summer. But uh, it was a it was a pretty nice day. But got a, got a little heated out there towards the middle of the afternoon. But got to enjoy some good barbecue out there. Uh, Fiji's Barbecue is if you haven't heard yet, uh, is going to be opening uh, uh, hopefully early 2018 in Greenway Plaza in Houston. Um, and they're going to be serving some creative stuff. Uh, Patrick and Aaron are very, very talented. Aaron, who won Chopped. Won Chopped yeah. and has, has an amazing resume working for some fantastic chefs in New York and Houston and all over the place. So the, um, be on the lookout for that. It's just yet more barbecue coming to the Houston scene. Um, so after we left Fijis, we headed over to uh, Buck's Barbecue, uh, which is uh, Jim Buchanan's place. Uh, some of you might know Jim Buchanan from his days at Papa Charlie's. Um, he was there with uh, with West Arena from pretty much the beginning of Papa Charlie's from the truck to the restaurant. And uh, now he's uh, off uh, starting his own business. Um, he was serving uh, some different stuff today. It was it was yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. Um, he had brisket rib sausage, you know, the, the, the usual barbecue items. But one of the things that really stood out to us when we were 
figuring out where to go today as he was serving pork steak. Which, pork steak. Yeah, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Brian and I are huge fans of pork steak. Um, you do not see it a whole lot in Houston, unfortunately. Um, so we were really excited to have that. And then before we went there... And, and you know, maybe not everybody knows what pork steak is. Um, well, then they haven't been listening. Well, I don't, I don't know if they really... I don't know if we've talked about it a lot. We have. So have we? Okay. Well, like five in, times. In short, <laughs> but we'll talk is, about it again. Go yeah, ahead. It is the pork shoulder, um, often called the pork butt, even though it has nothing to do with the butt. It has to do with the barrel that it was put in a long, long time ago. Um, but it is the pork shoulder, and then you slice it and cook it. Um, you know, it's not quite as fast as a steak. You still have to, to get it a little bit hotter than a normal smoking temperature. Um, but it comes out and it, it gives you a nice, for lack of a better word, it's a nice porky flavor. You know, it, it's almost like a boneless pork rib. Yeah. It's kind no, of one way to describe really it. It's really good. It's, it, when a pork steak is done right, if you've got like a good sear on the outside, like a crust on the outside, kind of like a steak, um, and it's nice and juicy inside. Oh, it's, it's, it's excellent. Um. Snows, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, number one place on the list, etc. Snows does excellent pork steak. Um, you know, a lot of the smaller towns in Texas, yeah. you'll see pork steak. Howitzville is it's a great one. place to go. You can do a whole pork steak run through Howitzville. Glackney. Glackney, Novasods. Yep. Uh, the list goes on. But uh, we're, we're fans of pork steak, so we were excited to see Jim was doing it. Uh, Jim was also doing... Um, cheesy squash that he fully admitted was john yes. miller's with approval with approval yes, they yes. are friends um but he did the cheesy squash he had a tomato pie side and if, and if you haven't had john miller's cheesy squash it's a good option to try somewhere uh, he's up at black box barbecue up in georgetown texas but um i don't know if if um jim will serve it again hopefully he will but it's also something to get it's just, a, it's it's a good old cheesy, squashy dish. Oh, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's delicious it. comfort food. It's yeah. just, it's so good. Um, but yes, absolutely get, get up to Georgetown and eat it from John, eat it from Jim, eat it wherever you can find it that's doing it well. Um, but uh, but yeah, Jim had some good stuff on the menu today. The tomato pie. Yeah, tomato pie was, that, a, was a um, unique side. And, then and the, the ribs. The ribs were uh, espresso ribs. Um, espresso? S. Yeah, see, there's another one that's often mispronounced. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it had a it, it had your traditional seasonings on it. I mean, there was salt, there was pepper, but there is espresso on it. And it gives you a really dark crust on the outside of the rib. It was a, it was a unique look to a rib, too, but it had really good flavor. Um, they were uh, they were nice and tender. They were cooked well. Um, just good good, good bites out there today. Yeah, tasty, tasty food today from, from Jim, from Buck's Barbecue. Um, and as a uh, finisher to the meal... Um, Jim was serving Big Red ice cream, which I'm not a fan of Big Red. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't drink it. He's not from Texas. Uh, I've been here long enough, but I still don't like it. Sorry. I don't like Pepsi either, and I'm from the East Coast. I don't like Pepsi. It's disgusting. Um, but uh, so yeah, I guess they won't sponsor us. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone else. But the, the I had a Joe Cola the other day. <laughs> oh, God. The uh, the big red ice cream was delicious. the The best way I could personally describe it is, it tastes like birthday cake frosting in ice cream form. Yeah, kind of. I, it, would, I would go with that. You know, and it was just it was good. It was just really good, especially after you've been eating rich, fatty meats and sides. It was just a nice sweet finisher. Except we were really filling up by this time. Oh, we were, we were. We were but... eating more than we normally do, and. This was stop number four. All right, um, but we but it was st- still it was still really good. If really we good still finished it, yeah. um, it was it was good stuff. We we really enjoyed it. We enjoyed the whole meal out there uh, with Jim. Jim was popping up at uh, Greater Heights, um, which is off of uh, yeah, 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 
You had to tell me to remember street names. It's in the Heights. It's in the Heights. It's like Shepherd and something or other. I don't know. Google. 938 Wakefield Drive. How about that? I just pulled that out of my head. Um, but that's where Greater Heights okay, is. Okay, wow. Yeah, I know. I remember random things, Brian. And he, he did not look that up on his I, phone. I, I honestly it, did it not. like popped up. Nah, so if you scary. end up at a strip club, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, or any uh, other random brewery. Yeah, yeah. But just Google. You'll find it. And, and there was a, a couple of other people that we... Saw, oh, we saw um, Brian the barbe- Brian the Barbecue Guy. Yeah, yeah, he was out um, there with Robert. They were, they, I think they went to Luland City Market in the morning and then me- meandered their way to Houston. That's where we ran to him in Houston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun day hanging out with a bunch of different people, that, you know, from the barbecue world between owners, cooks, pitmasters, just friends in the industry. Um, it's just fun to, to, to see the whole, you know, crew out there supporting each other, um, which is one of the things that we really love about this industry is like... The people out there, they, they really don't make it about themselves. They're, you know, they, they support each other. They're, they're there to help each other. I can't say how many times like I've heard a story of, oh, I was trying to figure out how to cook this, and I called so-and-so, and they well, helped and I, me. I saw, and I won't, I won't name them because I'm not sure if they really prefer to be, get the attention, but one of the pit masters today was, um, was actually offering up his pit for people to cook at for the, for the festival right. tomorrow, so it's great. Right. And, yeah, and you just, you, if you spend enough time in and around this industry – you see that all over the place. People helping people, um, just wanting each other to succeed, not really viewing each other as competition. You know, it's just, it's more of a, you know, I'm going to help you if you need help. And if you ever, you know, if I ever need help, you'll help me sort of thing. And it's just, it, you don't get that in every walk of life in every industry. And the barbecue world is very much like that. So it's, it's one of our favorite things about it. Um, and then we finished up the day. Um, we went back up to our side of town, the north, northeast side of town, um, and Tin Roof Barbecue in Atascacita um, had a pit fire. Oh gosh, this was a couple of months ago. Right? Maybe it's it seems like it's, it's come it, pretty. It's quick. whenever the last yeah. throwdown was, which I don't remember the date of that. Uh, it was the day before that. Um, but they they had a, a pit fire that that caused some damage to the restaurant, and they'd been they've been shut down for a while. And today was their big grand opening, so uh, we stopped by there. Of course, we didn't have a ton of stomach space by that point, but. Uh, we did get a little bit of brisket and some fried pickles and some onion rings, you know, because we weren't hungry. So and and beer because beer, and so we uh, spindle we, tap, spindle tap, yep, local local Houston brewery. Um, so we went over there, uh, had some bites, had a beer, hung out there for a little while, and uh, that, that concluded our day. But uh, it was it was a good day. We we got to eat and some. This concludes our broadcast today. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, we. Uh, we That's what happened to TV when I was younger. It went off the dim air at the end of the night. That's when the dinosaurs walked over the electricity cords. It did. Yes, yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so we uh, we had fun. You know, it was it was a good time. Like I said, hanging out with the people in the industry, hanging out with our friends, and uh, just seeing what's out there because barbecue just keeps evolving, keeps changing. You know, it's uh, what what you think is traditional you know, or what you think is revolutionary now in 10 years may be traditional. I know it's right, weird. Right. It's weird to think of things like pastrami as a traditional item, but who knows 20 years from now, everyone may serve pastrami. Right. Well, and, and brisket's the best example because brisket was not a traditional, it depends on how long you want to look back, but brisket was not a traditional meat in Texas. Um, you know, you could go to uh, back with the meat markets eventually. I mean, if you if you keep going back and, and, and we're working on something about this that we'll talk about more at a, at a future point, but, but if you keep going back, I mean, cattle were not the primary 
um, food that was that was cooked over fire. That didn't come until there were cattle drives and cattle were popular. I mean, it only right. makes sense, right? Uh, before that was was lamb and goat and smaller animals, but um, and pig. Um, but even even with brisket, you had clod and you had brisket, and shoulder clod is a cut just just on the other side, just above brisket. Um, but that when you ordered lean, you got clod, and when you ordered fatty, you got brisket. Right. And that was it. There was no leaner fatty brisket request. Yeah, I mean, people didn't concern themselves with you know the flat or the point and things like that. Right, and yeah. you'd go to a lot of places and they would sell sliced beef. They wouldn't sell right. sliced Well, I think brisket. It, wasn't, it wasn't until the 60s that you could really order different cuts. Like, you used to have to order a whole four-quarter of a cow right. and and butcher it and sell it as you could and as you needed. And yeah, a lot the of these meat, meat markets, markets would, would break down the animal right. at the meat market. You couldn't order, in other words, it was, they call it boxed beef today, but... You couldn't order a shipment of one cut of meat right. back then. Yeah, yeah. You weren't calling up your 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 local provider and saying, "Hey, I need, you know, fifty pounds of ribeyes and a hundred briskets." And that, you know, you got, "Hey, here's this half a cow. Do with it what you want." But the, you know, once once the different cuts were available, at, you know, as an orderable item, that's when you started to see brisket more on barbecue menus. So yeah, I mean, and, and blacks is is um, there. You know, I wasn't around back then. So, um, and as far as most research that I've seen, everybody agrees blacks was one of the first restaurants to ever put brisket on the menu as a specific item. Right, and I think Wayne Miller's been on the on the record as saying like they used to sell more lamb than anything mm-hmm. at a Louis Miller for a long time. Um, brisket wasn't the, you know, first and foremost thing they sold. They, they've actually always sold beef ribs, um, not probably not in the volume that they do now, but, uh, but brisket wasn't, a, you know, wasn't their top item. It's not like, you know, Louis Miller opened in 1949, you know, selling 40 briskets a day. <laughs> you know, that, that's not how things were done. Louis Miller opened as a, as a grocery store meat market, just like most of these places opened back then. Um, so yeah, while brisket to anyone that's, lived and grown up in texas and when people say traditional texas barbecue it's so funny because uh, yeah. they're really i mean it depends on what your definition of traditional is right. how long right and and that's the beauty is that it's always evolved so as people start to move away from your typical you know what they call the texas trinity right brisket ribs and sausage and people move outside of that sometimes they're moving back into what was sold before like lamb right. but but you know you see this this change that's happening and people are like oh i like traditional barbecue well what is traditional? I mean, it, it's always going to evolve, and that's great. That's that's one of the things that's so much fun about barbecue. Right, and and now with barbecue, the boom in barbecue that's happened over these last seven, eight, nine years, you're seeing more and more. If you want to stand out in the crowd, you you almost have to do something that no one else is doing or a different spin on something than other people are. There's a new flavor, right, for the uh, palate. Right, because people talk about brisket fatigue and. Absolutely. There's only so much, no matter how good it is, there's only so much fatty, salty, peppery brisket you can eat. Mm. But but there really is, and you get tired of that. And plus, it's not something that you really should eat every day. Right. Well, and then when you get into aspects of pricing and things like that and how expensive brisket is, I mean, brisket... It's really gotten it, expensive. It, it really has. I mean, I mean, and it's... I can remember it. It really wasn't that long ago when it was $10 a pound. Right. Well, and now 20 I'll tell you seen for a more. fact, the first time I went to Franklin Barbecue, brisket was $14 a pound yeah. at Franklin Barbecue. 
Last I saw, it was twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just a few years ago, I was still seeing places for nine ninety-nine and ten ninety-nine a pound. Just a few years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's really just amazing. Part of it is part of it is brisket is popular. Yeah. Part of it is beef prices raising. I mean, there's there's in the a last lot of time we were at heavies. I mean, there's some places still kind of holding out. Heavies was eleven seventy-five. Right, and the smaller towns. I you, think Luling is thirteen. Luling is thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think Baker Boys was thirteen yeah, at one they're, point. They're, they may around, have inched up a little bit. There. Right, they're around the thirteen-dollar um, price point, which is. Crazy cheap for uh, for good barbecue, for really any barbecue right. these days, um, especially brisket. Um, People but yeah. don't understand things like how expensive pepper is when you're using oh, gosh. pounds of pepper. Um, it, yeah, I can't remember the price. It was it was ridiculous. It was over ten dollars a pound, I believe, for the really good quality. Yeah, pepper. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of and especially like you've seen the, a lot of the the boom of the Central Texas style barbecue. It's a lot of dang pepper, so that that adds up. You know, wood costs add up. Everything. Adds. And everything's money. getting more expensive. Everything you know? is. I mean, that's. Just... I mean, it, it's tough because barbecue is getting to this stage. You know, it, there's people that love that history of barbecue, blue collar food, and you know, served in the back alley behind the restaurant. Right. Yeah. I mean, Dylan. You know, Dylan was talking about that on the podcast last week, um, and he's 23 years old, so he never actually got to grow <laughs> up enjoying it. He just likes the history of it because yes. he's a history buff when it comes to this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's no longer a lunch pail meal it's it, now barbecue is pretty much an excursion for a lot of people well it's, it's a luxury it's a treat it is yeah. um, and, then and it's become you know at least in texas mostly I, I don't know about everywhere but it's become fattier as well yeah you know the cuts have been you know more and more people are asking for moist brisket they're not, right. they're not oh, and more more they're serving higher quality prime brisket which, which comes more with fat. more fat yeah you know so so yeah it's becoming a richer product even both those places it, doing akashi and, and wagyu yep that the, those are fattier pieces of meat, and you know the the comedy of sorts is that for people that eat steak, what is flavor? Fat is flavor, right? right? But then you get people in brisket, you know, and, and other other barbecue cuts, and they're like, oh, it's too fatty, it's too fatty. It's like, well, there that is true. It can get there, right? right. You can have too much fat if you don't trim it. Or um, a, again, that's I, personally, I think once you get above prime and you get outside of that and you get to the wagyu and the the um, the akashi, I think you're getting into Meats that are, are really a little too fatty for just day-to-day. -day. Now, the lean end is good, and that's why it's popular in competition, because in competition, they turn in only the lean side. So it, it, it sort of makes sense, although it's crazy $200, $250 for one brisket. Yeah, it's, it's um, getting And they're cooking insane. two and three briskets. So, you know, there's people spending $750 to cook three briskets right. for one competition. Well, and, and they're literally serving what? maybe maybe a pound of that brisket yeah, seven, and there were, six to seven slices yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of crazy and yeah like i said it, pretty much all barbecue places you go to these days especially in any major city you're usually not paying less than 20 dollars a pound for barbecue or for brisket these days it's just the where the market is right now so i think it's important i think a lot of these joints are realizing it's important to to serve more of the more of the non-traditional cuts or more affordable options or just different you know something else besides brisket so we're, we're seeing a lot of that on barbecue. And, I, and I think, days. you know, it, it's funny. I think beef ribs was the first thing that you saw in a lot of places. Right. Again, Black's Barbecue and Lockhart <laughs> and, and Louis Miller, um, some of the places that, that have had them for a while. But now now they're more and more popular. Um, and then I think maybe, you know, maybe the next thing was really the pastrami. Um, yeah, I'm seeing it more and more places now. Yeah, beef cheek you're seeing a beef lot cheek. on more menus these um, days. Um yeah, it's just it's it's getting to the point where people are trying to stand out from the crowd. They're trying to offer different options, come up with different things, and it's a good thing because especially if you eat barbecue often, 
it's it's nice to have a variety, and you're seeing that more on different 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 barbecue menus all over Texas. Two um, M Smokehouse serves a lot of different you know different items. The um, sausage is is a different style. Yeah, of like a Oaxaca cheese sausage, yeah. and you know they're doing some different stuff. Um, style switch. If you're up in the Austin area, that uh, this is the time of the year to go into Style Switch if you haven't been in a while. Um, they're about to start their 12 days of smoked meats. On the 12th day of smoked meats, my <laughs> and, true love game. Yeah, and they're, they keep ramping it up every year. This year they're having like guest chefs come in. Sorry, I'm just singing along. Good Lord. Um, and, and so it's it's a good time. We to, don't have uh, that on our <laughs> It, it is. It's a good time to go out to Styles and 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 try some non traditional stuff out there. Obviously, the traditional stuff is good too. But uh, they're, they're doing and and they do um, is the notorious RIB, um, which is a beef rib with cheese, queso on it on top of tater tots. That's their <laughs> that's their fry. I think it's Fridays you can get that. Um, I think it's Friday, but for the twelve days of or twelve days of smoked meat, they're doing a chicken fried beef rib with tater tot casserole, style switch. Um, you can look it up on their website for the day they're going to serve that. But that is a chicken fried beef rib with tater tot casserole. Yeah, I mean, you're even seeing places like that were traditional, like uh, Gatlin's here in Houston, which was one of the one of the first real joints that started bringing Houston back you know, into the modern barbecue age was Gatlin's. But they were serving your pretty traditional items for the longest time, um, you know, brisket, ribs, sausage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they've they, recently they've hired an executive chef and they're serving they're making in-house smoked bologna in-house bologna yeah. um, they're doing pastrami now and so even they're starting to evolve their menu into more of a modern style of barbecue lately uh, so you're just you're seeing stuff like that all over the place and we saw it today like I said Patrick Fegis is one of the creative that's, ones that's what made us think about right it was, yeah, you know, it's, it's, how yeah. This Blood Brothers as as a whole brings stuff in yeah um, you know Papa Charlie's is plays around with stuff hashtag Goofy Q. Um, they do they do quite a bit of stuff outside the norm. You could kind of say pit room is. I mean, they're doing um, some more of the tacos and, and yeah, and they have we'll have different pickled items like non-standard pickled items. I think I've had like pickled turnips from there before, pickled green onions. Green they do, onions, yeah, yeah. They they do a lot of non-traditional which were good. Stuff too. It's, it's, yeah, it wasn't not a gimmick. Um, Tejas chocolates up in uh, Tombal, you know they they're still on the edge of tradition. They're they're doing um, you know the the bird and bacon sandwich. Which is really good in the the, um, the brisket, the brisket and, blues. and blues. One of my favorite sandwiches um, they, around. They, yeah, they do. They have pork um, belly on the menu. Um, as does Regals. They're doing pastrami. Um, yep. They and they're, um, they're they're doing a lot of good stuff. They're they're experimenting with um, some new baby backs, some Danish baby back ribs up there, which is a little different cut. Um, you know, you've got other places as well um, in the Houston area and outside. We we already mentioned uh, Bodacious. Yeah, and obviously Killens does plenty of creative things as well. Um, they oh they have chicken fried steak on the menu. I think uh, that's maybe a Thursday special if I remember right. I think so. And they do fried chicken on fried Sundays. Fried chicken on Sunday is insanely. They good. do tamales around the holidays as well. Brisket tamales. Um, so yeah, you're seeing a lot of different stuff on menus these days. And personally, I welcome it. I mean, I like the traditional stuff. Don't get me wrong. I still love it. I love going to the traditional places. But it is nice to to have some variety in in your barbecue. Um, we're big fans of it, as long as it's done well. I mean, there are it, it can get to the point where it becomes gimmicky, and it almost feels like places are throwing things on a menu just to throw things on a menu. But when it's done right... And sometimes that happens. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, and, you know, we can't go without mentioning John Brotherton, who's really pushing the sandwich, oh, yeah. barbecue, smoked meat. Uh, yeah, they, they do incredibly creative stuff up, up at... Uh, 
Black Iron and uh, Flukerville. So yeah, it's and the, Leroy, Evan Leroy, and, uh, yeah, Leroy and Lewis is is yep. just always. Um, we've we've mentioned them multiple times. But yep. Same thing. They're they're really going out on the edges, um, and that's that's what's exciting is that you know there's all these new flavors out there, um, new experiences, and uh, you know, admittedly, not every single one of them is a home run. But what's great is that some of them are, and many of them are actually. I'd say most. Um, so that's a lot of fun to get out there, and you don't have to stick to just brisket, ribs, and sausage. Right. Yeah. It's it's nice to have that variety. And so. We're looking forward to see what's uh, what's coming up with barbecue menus. And, you know, in the coming weeks, months, years, um, we're going to keep going out there and eating all of it, and we'll obviously report back to all of you. So, uh, thank you everyone for entering the contest this week. Um, we hope to have more contests in the Opie's. future. Thank yep. you, obviously, to Opie's. That was a very wonderful, wonderful gesture. We really appreciate it. I am sure Brian Hester will really appreciate yes, it. Yes. Um, if anybody else, um, any other business would like to donate, please contact us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we would we would love to uh, to you know to give away some prizes to our listeners. Um, again, we, we record these podcasts to kind of honor th- this tradition of barbecue that we love, um, the new, the old, and the somewhere in between. Um, so if we can if we can help get some more stories out there, we, that's obviously what we would love to do. Um, if there's anyone you know in and around the barbecue realm you would like to hear us interview, by all means, reach out to us. Let us know. Hey. I'd, I'd really love to hear this guy's story, this woman's story, and we, you know, we will do our best to get out there and get these stories out there. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Um, keep listening, and we'll keep posting. And please, by all means, rate us on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Subscribe, download, all that wonderful stuff. It just it helps us keep chugging along, helps us know where we're at, what we need to improve. And we um, don't like to bring it up a lot and beg you guys, but it, it, there's these analysis and algorithms and stuff that helps it really helps us if you go out there and you rate it and you subscribe absolutely so uh thanks for listening and we will talk with you next time